Welcome to the Wild Type Podcast. I'm Neptune the Chameleon. And I'm Lissa Lizards. And, and we're, we're your reptile, reptile girlies. for the wild type of girls all right guys as always be sure to subscribe to wherever you listen to your podcast follow us on social media at the wild type podcast also you can follow each of us individually yes, on social lizards, media Neptune the, Neptune the chameleon all the places yeah we post all the things um and don't forget we're doing our giveaways tons of giveaways once again we will take any and all reviews on everything and we are currently offering a 25 dollars gift card to the first 20 reviews so if you haven't done that do that to send us a screenshot oh yes sorry my bad yes forgot to mention yes bringing all your buggies and these yes. supplies too so lots like, of stuff even yeah. if you're all stocked up on bugs you can get some new lights oh yeah that. so we're still doing that one as long as we haven't hit 20 reviews yet so send us a screenshot either yes. to instagram dm or our email which you can find at the show notes we are also offering a 50 dollars gift card to frams cams which is fantastic and very exciting yes. yes and then we're also giving away a dubia.com enclosure dragon strand ledges all kinds of, all kinds of stuff so check yes. out our socials yes be sure to take advantage yes. be one of the early birds so exciting for this episode so we're i'm so excited. in december right yes. so tis the holiday season tis the season for gift giving yes and with that comes Ooh. a big question should you gift a pet reptile Dun, dun, dun. I have so many thoughts. So I have so many thoughts. This isn't a black and white answer. This is going to be a conversation, yes. right? Because it's a case-by-case basis. Yes. When does it go well? When does it not go well? Yes. And we'll get into all the different scenarios. Absolutely. And I feel like a lot of the times there is a little bit of just a lot of people in the reptile community will straight up just say, no, you should never gift a reptile. Yeah. I'm not a big fan of blanket yeah, statements, there's just, blanket there, There's more answers. nuance to it. Yeah. It's a case by case basis. So what yeah. we're going to try and do is kind of share our experiences, mm-hmm. things we've heard from other people. You've been given I a have. gift as a reptile. I still have not 15 years later. <laughs> <laughs> so we can, we can dive into that so we can speak to it. So do we want to start with what's going well or when it goes not yeah. well? Mm. want the good or the the bad maybe let's do the bad first okay i don't know dive in (laughs) dive in when does it not go well wait i wrote down i wrote down notes i don't want to forget oh first thing i wrote down when it's a surprise god that's the worst that's the one time that i will say absolutely never absolutely never should you ever gift any living being to another living being this is not unique to reptiles it's just like pets no. In general. But yeah, if the person doesn't know that it's happening, then how can you ensure that they've done the right research mm-hmm. or that they even want the yep. animal or they're willing to make the time commitment? If we're talking reptiles, absolutely 20 plus years, right? Absolutely. What if you gift a Salcata tortoise? Oh my God, then you're screwed and you've got that thing for like a hundred years. Like, what are you going to do? That's it's not going to work out well for the no. tortoise or the person. No, at that's all. just bad news at, at, across the uh, board. Yeah, that's the probably, that is probably actually one of the true worst case scenarios. Yeah. <laughs> Please never gift a Salcata tortoise. That would, yeah, I'm just running through that scenario uh, in my head and I'm like, yeah. or even like iguanas, like stuff like that. It's like, that, right. So it should, are, it should not be a surprise. No. It's not beneficial to the person. It's not beneficial no, to never. the animal Mm-mm. whatsoever. So no. at the very least, the person has to one, want the animal and know I've that it's coming. Done a suitable amount of research. Yeah. And then my biggest thing that I have to say is you should never, ever, ever gift a child a pet and fully expect them to take the responsibility for so, it. Okay, that was another thing I wrote down when it doesn't go uh-huh. well. Is this, oh, this is um, 
number three parent is unaware of the care number four parent won't financially support the pet that i get guys i get so many comments of this with like kids saying that like their parents won't get them like the proper substrate they, they need or whatever and i'm like i feel terrible but you shouldn't have gotten the pet to begin with in a common scenario i see is they buy the kit Right. Like the parent goes with them. They're like, yep, we'll get the animal, whatever it needs. You know, (laughs) we're going to, we're going to purchase this kit. They think it's everything. Then the kid does their research and Mm -hmm. goes WTF. Like this is not, this is not what I should have. This is not what I actually need. So then they go back to their parent and they're like, Hey mom and dad, actually I need a T5 UVB and not a compact. And they're like, no, you don't. You have the kit. You have what you need. I'm not going to spend extra money, especially when the fixture in the bulb was like, 40 50 80 i don't know how much you yeah whatever uh, like it's a good chunk of change though compared to the cost of the animal get that from the parents perspective being like we just bought you a bunch of stuff we're not going to go buy you more so like i do understand that but that is where for me personally i am a firm believer that like if the child is under the age of 18, even like 16 year olds who are super responsible, Mm -hmm. like if they don't have a car, if they don't have their own finances, if they're not, you know, working to make money for this animal, like I fully believe that no child under the age of 18 should get a pet without the parent also knowing how to properly care for that animal. Yes. Yes. And I will say like, if, you're, depending on your kid, like every kid's different because people yeah. are like, oh, how old do they have to be before I can get them a command? I'm like, eh, it varies yeah. kid to kid, right? What's their level of involvement? What's their level totally. of responsibility? But I think every kid, and we're talking just kids right now, but should have some yeah. responsibility, something that they are of course. in charge of, even if it's as simple as like filling the water bucket right. for their missing system, right? right? Or, hey, you get to sprinkle a supplement yes. on top of the bugs. You don't get to deal with the bugs. You're not feeding Absolutely. the animal. But you get to put the little powder and give it a little yeah. shake of the cup. Like, very reasonable responsibilities right. for their age range. So mm-hmm. then they can feel involved and have some level of commitment yes. with the animal. Absolutely. And that's, like, really beneficial to the kid as well. I mean, I'm all for that, 100%. But then the parent also has to be yeah. involved. Even if your kid is... 16 years old and has their own job and like paid for everything themselves like I think you as a parent still have to because then we see the dreaded situation where it doesn't go well again and basically that kid goes off to college and leaves the pet and then you see it on Craigslist (sighs) yeah that's the sad part because dorms don't let I know that I took mine to college and he had to live with my parents for two years until I had a house off campus yep so You know, that's it. It it is great if you have parents who are like willing to help you with that. And that's amazing. But for the most part, the parent needs to be somewhat responsible. Yep. Yep. Absolutely. So I will say that that's definitely a big, big piece of it. And then the financial piece of it. Right. And I'm talking like what's popping into my head right now is like, yes, the setup, but also the vet costs. Oh, gosh. Because like if we're playing the most common scenario, you got the wrong supplies. Mm -hmm. You bought a probably sick, poorly bred animal from like yep. Petco or PetSmart. So you're like double in the hole, right? Like don't oh, yeah. have the right stuff. And you're you've got not set up for success. A bad animal. Okay. <laughs> then your kid's like, Hey, I need this, this new, this correct stuff. And the parent's like, no, 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 the animal's alive. And then they're six fine. months down the line, and you need a vet on, visit. Yeah. And then the kids in my DMs, cause they're like, I can't drive. My parents won't take me. They won't pay for it. I don't have a job. I'm 12 yeah. years old. And I'm like, I'm oh, so sorry. I hate that. It's so heartbreaking. There's so literally heartbreaking. nothing I can do or that kid can do in that mm-hmm. scenario. It is 100% on the parent to step up Absolutely. and help out. And if you're purchasing, even if you're not purchasing, but if this animal is like in your home, then like, and if you don't want to be financially involved, then you need to tell your kid like, hey, you need to save it for the enclosure of the animal yeah. and in, that costs. In advance. 
Yeah. Yeah. If you if the kid the is kicker. supposed yeah. to be 100% responsible, then they need to budget for absolutely vet visits. Absolutely. Yeah. It, it's just so heartbreaking because it's preventable and then I, I don't know. know. Ugh. I I just hate it when when people are set up for failure when it comes to like a living animal. Especially That's the, the worst case because they know. Yeah, they're, they're watching your videos. Oh, they're yeah. watching my videos. They're doing all oh, the right research. I, there are so many amazing kids who are incredible reptile keepers and do everything for their pets. Yes, but unfortunately, when you're a minor and you're limited when it comes to finances or travel or whatever the situation may be, like you need that parental figure to step in and take some responsibility and yes. to help. Yes, so, That's hard. absolutely. All right. What else do we have on my list? Um, okay. So the wrong setup is purchase. So like how, and I feel like this kind of goes into like maybe a segue into how to do things well. I agree. So like we already talked about like purchasing the kit, you get the wrong stuff, Mm -hmm. yada, yada, yada. Best case scenario, you do it right from the beginning. So like, how do you make sure that your kid is involved in that process? How do you as a parent make sure, like, how do you make sure that Whoever's getting this animal as a gift, Mm -hmm. the animal set up well and that person knows what they're doing. I can speak a little bit to this because I was a failure to success situation for myself. So my very first reptile ever, my leopard gecko, Charlie, he was a gift to me on Christmas day when I was, I think I was 16 going on 17. I feel like we need to take a step back. How did you get your parents to actually gift you? Oh, that's a whole thing. Charlie, because I love this story. (laughs) I love this story. So I had been begging for a leopard gecko since I was 13. My mom wanted no part of it. She was like, absolutely not. And surprisingly, my family actually was very open to pets of all kinds. Like we had had a rat, we had a huge fish tank, we had fro- like little right. frogs and, and turtles. More than and just things. dogs yeah. and cats and stuff. But for whatever reason, my mom was very against the lizard idea. And so I had taken some class pets uh, from my science class home for spring break and Christmas break and was obsessed with leopard geckos after that. And so I was begging. And when I say begging, this is how I got them. I love this part. <laughs> This is the best part. I literally went online, Googled leopard geckos. I printed off dozens and dozens and dozens of pictures of leopard geckos. And some of them I would like, I went into Word and like typed please with like a smiley face and a question mark and all that. And I cut them all out at 13 years old in my bedroom, just cut them all out. And then I went and I literally strategically put them Every I wanted my parents to be haunted this is by why leopard this geckos. Story <laughs> is so great. Can you imagine you're just going to your cupboard to get like a bowl of cereal and then bam? Yeah. Oh yeah. Leopard I, put, I remember in the refrigerator. Bam. I, I specifically leopard. remember I put one in my dad's um uh uh like what is it the blindfold thing in the car the what's oh, that visor called? the vi- visor. Thank you. Why I don't know why I blanked blindfold on the name. Thing. The, the blindfold <laughs> thing. God, that was dumb. But I I literally put one in the visor. So when he pushed <gasps> it down, it fell, and I put it in the console of his car, and I put it in There's like no on escaping. his mirror. It was under his pillow. It was, and I was more I was more so leaning heavily on dad because I knew that if I could convince dad, then you just he, gotta get yeah, one. I just had to you get know, one. And you know which and I, parent? Oh, I you knew, know which one? Because even when I finally got him at sixteen, like my mom was like, yeah, this was not my decision. This was all your dad. And I was like, I knew I'd get him. Yep. Yep. <laughs> so I hid them everywhere and it literally took three years, but they eventually did get me one for Christmas. And I, it was, but it was a horrible setup situation. My, my sweet dad did the best that he could, but he used our old fish tank, which if you know anything and we can, you know, talk about this further in other episodes, but fish tanks are not great 
for reptiles. They're Period. they're for fish. They're, they're not for, for fish. Yeah, they reptile, they don't yep. have the proper ventilation. They're not usually the correct size. Like all those things. So he lived in that on reptile carpet for I think three or four years, and that was just not a good situation. And so I got really lucky where as I got older, I you know figured out the mistakes that I was making. But for a long time, I didn't do it correctly. So you know it it just. And he was from PetSmart. He was definitely Petco? from PetSmart. He's a PetSmart baby. Yeah. So He's a PetSmart baby. That's the, the scenario, right? Where you purchase mm-hmm. the wrong stuff and yep. an animal that's probably not as well bred nope. as if you went through a breeder that specialized in yep. and, 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 and they're more likely to have, be sick or have issues or have different infections or yeah, whatever. Not impossible to be successful. Charlie is a testament he's to that. He's literally almost 15 years old. He's, ki- he's killing but, it. <laughs> But that, you know, not all stories yeah. have a I got very, very, very lucky. And he got very lucky given my care in the first six years of his life was so subpar, so not good. But that was because I wasn't set up for success. And you can be set up for success if you're doing things correctly. And if, and the way I personally would do it now, if I could go back, what I would do is not only obviously beg my parents the adorable way that I begged, yes, which I'm pictures. very proud Great. of. Go for it. Yes. Great call. But what I would have also done and that I probably should have done and that I wish my parents maybe would have like encouraged me to do, but they didn't know any better. But for any parents out there, this is what I would do now if I had kids. This is what I would encourage them to do. I would basically ask them to put together a presentation of this what is, the care looks exactly like. I was exactly going to... Okay. This is... I love this. I love this. Because it's twofold. One... Yeah. Does the kid learns about proper 100%. care? And two, it's a lot of work. It's a lot to of work. Yeah. This presentation and, and to if, compile and as all a, this as stuff. A, as a parent, if you need a little more time, <laughs> this this gives you but, a little more time. <laughs> but if you're like, hey, I need you to put together mm-hmm. twenty slides, twenty minute presentation, mm-hmm. top to bottom, of how to care for this animal. Cover the diet. Cover the enclosure. Cover the heating. Cover the lighting. Literally everything. I want a slide everything. deck, head to toe. Mm-hmm. But if a kid is just interested in the animal because of something they saw on mm-hmm. social media or a movie or their it's friend like got a trendy one, thing that they're right. into. Then yeah. you're not gonna want no. to put in all that time. Oh, yeah. It's a total in- deterrent if they don't want it for the right reasons. Right. Which a lot of kids want things for the wrong reasons, which is totally fine, but it helps filter that. And then you as the parent, and I know we're talking about like kids and stuff right now, we'll get into the adults section of this <laughs> section right. of this podcast <laughs> later. But then you as the parent also have to do your research independent because unfortunately there's so mm-hmm. much incorrect care and that your kid could do a quick Google search, grab the first link, put all in the, the wrong and info. And it's all the wrong information. So unfortunately, you as the parent can't just get away with you learning gotta, from the presentation. You, you gotta fact you check gotta your fact kids. Check info. It. Yeah. 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 And ideally you're learning together because I have parents yeah. who DM me and they're like, Me and my kid watch your videos oh, all the that time. That makes me want to cry. That's so sweet. Right? Oh my god. And so they just such they a like, just, like, bonding moment. Yeah. And it also helps bond you to that animal i think yes like that's just all around like a really wholesome i'm like literally gonna tear up that's like the sweetest thing i've ever heard (laughs) yeah no it's it's adorable or like the parent wants the animal and then they want to bring their kid along with them i could see myself being that person in that situation for sure being like hey kid you 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 want this new animal let's learn about it together because mom's gonna get it anyway yeah (laughs) no and i think i think that's fabulous but if you can learn together absolutely then that's gonna set up the animal mm-hmm. for success. Totally. I, I think that's the best way to do it. If it were me and if I were to do it all over again, that's what, absolutely what I would do. 
Yes. And then um, one thing I wrote on here that we briefly touched on is just buying from a good breeder, right? Like yeah. you can do all the research, you can do all the right stuff, but like don't forget to purchase from a good breeder yeah. and buying an animal that has good genetics is just going to set you up for success. Absolutely. That's that's the number one. I mean, the the I know a lot of people in rural areas and things like that, you know, may not have those options, but breeders do an amazing job of shipping animals online these yes, days. I an amazing I job. I all the time. They're like, I can't find anyone in my area. What do I do? I'm like, ship them online. Here's six websites that yeah. are fabulous. I've right? had multiple, recommend. multiple of my reptiles have been shipped to me online. I've never had a bad experience. I had one experience where I was tracking the truck and the truck drove past me and it was a whole situation and I freaked out. (laughs) I literally was like chasing it down the street. (laughs) I was like, there's a live animal in there and you're not going to drive away from me. (laughs) But for the most part, I've always received them healthy, happy. As long as you work with a good breeder. I mean, it is, there's just so many positives. When you said that I had this scene from toy story where Woody's like (laughs) running after, I literally know the exact scene. Running after the truck. Yes, like, yes. That was literally me chasing after Kermit, my tiger salamander. I was like, no. That's literally. And okay. Anyways, moving on. Oh. Don't get left off the truck. Um, so I think that is is fabulous. That's in, huge. In that. Yeah. And I did have a family friend. His daughter wanted a chameleon, and he's a fish guy. He does aquatics, like oh, saltwater. Cool. Yeah, yeah. So he's like heavily involved in all that, and knows he gets the work. it from a different perspective. Yes, but he doesn't know same, reptiles, and he obviously knew that. Like I knew chameleons, yeah. so I was literally in the mall, and then he's like, "Hey, can I ask you about chameleons?" I dropped whatever I was doing. I was like, "Let's go!" Absolutely. <laughs> and so I'm just like in the middle of the mall, just like chatting with yeah. this like family friend talking about chameleons and he's like yeah my daughter like really wants a chameleon can you kind of talk me through their care now he got a little cheat behind it because like i Uh obviously know all this stuff and like can just like give him him everything yeah yeah he doesn't have to go do himself Mm -hmm. happy to do that but i just like ran through all these things and i think something that comes up as well is the handleability of reptiles when we're talking reptiles specifically and people going into pets and not knowing exactly what they're expecting. And so when I was talking to him, I was like, and just so you know, like chameleons are not ones that you would handle often. And really yep. any reptile, you should go into it thinking that you're going to handle yeah, it. It's, it's hit or miss. I mean, but like even reptiles that are tolerant of handling, you're mm-hmm. not handling them every single day and you're not yep. handling them for multiple hours and you're certainly and not going to the grocery you store with always, them. no matter which ones are quote unquote handleable, you're always going to run the risk you. that you're going to yeah. get an individual that just hates it. Yep. <laughs> I yep. mean, that's always a risk. So I think that's something as well, like going back to the kid thing real quick, like yeah. kids in particular want to hold things, want to grab things. And I think there has to be a certain level of like expectation. Yes. Yeah. That comes with owning reptiles and even full adults, right? Like I get oh, jammed yeah. and they're so distraught, so heartbroken that they can't, you know, hang out with their yeah. chameleon. And they're like, my chameleon hates me. And like, I feel awful. What can I do? And I'm like, they don't hate you. They're just scared of you. And that's their nature. Yeah. That's, that's their, they're literally everything in their body. All of their instincts tell them to be afraid of you. Yes. So. Yeah, exactly. So, and then I do have, um, one more story time. I guess this one's like a little bit sad, but it was, um, a family friend, her grandma gave her a panther chameleon oh wow and like we hadn't talked in years but like she knew i had like chameleon yeah. stuff so of course she like ended up in her dms i actually think it was her mom who messaged me it was like sos Aww. like something's not not well and it was a female chameleon they didn't even know it was a oh, female oh my gosh and oh, she that's had worse. Yeah. and i was like 911 go to home depot get a layman get mm-hmm. sand the whole shebang the chameleon ended up passing the grandma gave this gift this chameleon as a gift to this girl and she didn't even 
like she didn't know what know she anything. was doing. Yeah, Mm-mm. that's so hard. It's like so well intended, but yeah, and she obviously loved the chameleon of and like course, poured yeah. her heart and soul. But she's like a little bit handicapped going into that because right. like she didn't even know she it was a, know. Yeah. a female, right, no or that laid eggs or or anything. Oh, so then so you're just hard. like set up for yeah for failure oh and this other lady because i get dm'd all the time yeah she's the queen of the dms of (laughs) situations like this (laughs) and stuff so this lady was freaking out because her husband came home with a chameleon and was like hey babe got you a chameleon see and that's where we get into the adult situation right where it's like because sometimes couples will try to gift each other pets and you see it all the time with dogs and things like that. And as long as like one of the, one of the people in the couple with a dog, it's, it's well, usually margin for kind air of okay. For dogs is so much higher or like whatever yeah. it is smaller. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, it's no, it, you can do a yeah. lot more with a dog than you can. Absolutely. But when it comes reptile. to, when it comes to reptiles, like obviously if your partner you know, it wants a specific animal or wants a specific reptile, you're going to know. So in the adult situation, you know, you're not gifting anybody. Hopefully you should never gift somebody an animal if you don't even know if they want it. But I feel like a better scenario would have been for his wife to have picked out the breeder, picked mm-hmm. out the enclosure and been like, Hey honey, I'm going to cover the cost yeah. of your chameleon. Let's go get right? it together. Yeah. Like yeah. if that's how you want to support them mm-hmm. in it, not just like surprise. Yeah. I got you this pet smart chameleon. Yeah. And the guy said, you just need this kit and you're good. Well, or even better yet, like for example, if you like want the like excitement and the surprise on like Christmas day or on their birthday or whatever, you can literally put like wrap a beautiful box with like a photo of the animal and say, let's pick out everything that it needs. Let's go get it together. Let's pick out the specific individual that you want. Like you can still have the exciting element of surprise that you want and, but just do it the responsible way. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so it's like, you. Th- there's so many ways to do this the right way. Absolutely. So going back to the original question, yeah. should you gift a pet reptile? And I think if the person knows what they're yep. getting up to, getting, getting into, there We're we up go. to, either up way. To, sure. <laughs> is, has done their research, has the proper enclosure, is buying mm-hmm. from a good breeder and has the support that they need. Yes. And even from your partner, yes, right? even if you're adult, you still need yeah. support, like, hey, honey, I'm going to be having live bugs in the house. Like, hope, hope you're okay with it. Hope you're not going to lose it. <laughs> Freak out. <laughs> yeah. So I think absolutely you can. There's just a correct way to go about there's it. A, and there's the surprise, the right way and the wrong unprepared, way. poor setup, sick animal. That's just, even if it's not a gift, yes. that's just not going to end well. You just, ha- no matter what, you have to make sure that this animal and that whoever you're gifting it to is set up for success. And if they're completely caught off guard or if they know nothing about this animal's care, that is at a detriment to the animal. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, let us know in the comments, guys, what yeah. you thought. Have you ever been gifted a reptile? Have you ever gifted yeah. one? Yeah. You know, let us know. We'd love to hear from you guys. Also, I just want to give a quick shout out to my t-shirt. Look how cute this is. I do love the t-shirt. It says, I like chameleons and maybe three other people. For I'm one anyone, of the three. <laughs> you're not wrong. <laughs> for anyone who's listening and can't see my t-shirt. Big fan. Very adorable. Big fan. Yes. We have some very exciting news in the chameleon world. Our friend Bill Strand from Chameleon Academy is officially working with custom reptile habitats to launch a new line of arboreal cages. With his 40 plus years of experience working with reptiles, we just know these new enclosures are going to be next level. The first cages in the Chameleon Academy line even have special features specifically for bioactive environments. Both Bill and Custom Reptile Habitats are huge advocates for advancing reptile husbandry, so we are thrilled about these new enclosures. Visit ChameleonAcademy.com for more information. 
The next time you're looking for a reputable breeder to find your next pet, Morph Market should be your first stop. Morph Market is the largest online marketplace to buy and sell reptiles, amphibians, invertebrates, and they're even selling aquatics now too. Sometimes it can be hard to find the right breeder for the right animal, but Morph Market has made that easy. Their website allows you to search through countless breeders and small businesses to help ensure your pet is ethically bred and raised. So next time you're looking for the right pet, check out morphmarket.com and find the right breeder for you. We want to thank Josh's Frogs for supporting the Wild Type Podcast. Josh's Frogs is an online animal and reptile supply retailer who you may see at your local expo. We always love stopping by their booth. They only sell captive bred animals in their sales support animal conservation and research. They offer a large variety of feeder insects for your pet reptiles and amphibians that will arrive right to your doorstep. A three-day life insurance policy is included, making it so easy to feed your reptile nutritious bugs. So if you're looking for some crickets, use code THEWILDTYPE10 to save 10% on any sized crickets from joshersfrogs.com. Big thanks to Pangea Reptile for the support of the podcast. They're one of the leading companies for reptile supplies, lizards, and their world-famous gecko food. They just released their brand new micro-feeding dishes made specifically for baby or micro-geckos. These smaller dishes can be mounted to smooth surfaces and even branches and will help stop your gecko from getting food all over their enclosure. If you own a gecko, you know exactly how nice it'll be to not have to clean food paw prints everywhere. Head on over to PangeaReptile.com to check out these new micro-dishes along with their other amazing products like their face packs for shipping, chameleon kits, and gecko food. Should we get into our segment for this episode? I like this one. Yes, I'm very excited. Okay, so this segment is called Reptile Mom Hot Take. We're going to do some hot takes for you guys. Oh, man. These are the ones where I'm hoping people have some opinions on because we I have hope our so opinions. Too. Yeah. And these are our hot takes. So do you want right. to, is, what is this episode? What is this week's? Our Reptile Mom Hot Take. Your reptiles do not love you. Dun, dun, dun. Bad news. So sorry. Hate to break it to you. I feel so like very, very real about this. I feel very strongly about it. Okay. Let's preface this by saying we love oh, our reptiles, right? Deeply. We love deeply. them to pieces, but never ever would Mm-mm. I say they love me. Well, okay. Let's be real. I say it sometimes in passing in like a funny way, but I don't mean that they actually love me the way that like I love my friends or my family or my dog. Like it's not, it's not reciprocated. No. Even if, even if there was a teensy, teensy, teeny bit amount that they did love us, which I'm not saying they do, but even then it is nowhere near proportional to the emotions that we feel towards them. And I I don't, I am not a scientist. So if anybody tries to come for me in the comments about this, like back up, I don't care. I'm not a scientist, but there's something, I forget what the like technical terms are, but there's literally like some kind of chemical that like equates to love in the way that it does with like humans or dogs or things like that, that reptiles literally biologically do not have. So my thought process behind this, and this is what, whenever people ask me like, you know, oh, like, yeah. you know, oh, and like during COVID, right? Like I was living by myself mm-hmm. and I just had my reptiles and I was like, I'm so lonely, right? Like mm-hmm. this is really hard. And everyone's like, oh, but you have your, you have your, your chameleons, you're fine. I was like, mm. it's literally not the same. No, I love the them, but I'm not getting any sort of no. companionship or no. affection from them or anything right. like that. And so I had to explain it to like my friends and family. And the way that I said it is like cats and dogs are pack animals. Literally yeah. for years, they have survived by being a pack. There's an alpha, there's a hierarchy. Mm-hmm. They are dependent on each other for survival. Yep. You can't be a little lone wolf. And then surviving. like That's they, a great way of putting it. They only have survived by being 
a yeah. pack. Now we fast forward to today's day and age with our dogs. We are their pack. Absolutely. So they are bonding mm-hmm. with us and loving us yes. and forming that relationship with us because we are their pack and they Absolutely. are biologically hardwired to, to survive love us and survive yes, through by that. being a pack. And yes. we, we are that for them. Mm-hmm. Now we look at reptiles, right? And I'm going to use not even close. Yeah. I'm going to use chameleons, sea turtles, right? They hatch have an egg. So what happens is they mate. The females lay the eggs. You know, the sea turtle goes onto the beach, lays their eggs. Yeah. She's gone. Yeah. Nowhere to be seen. Most Papa turtle, gone. There He's are, nowhere to be seen. There are like the rare special reptiles that like do raise their young. But for the most part, like most reptiles do not raise their young. No. And then the little chameleon, the little sea turtle hatches out of their egg and they're on their own. Yeah. Good luck. There's dry Sink or swim. Food. Have fun. Yeah. <laughs> and, and stay alive. They're not dependent on their siblings. They mm-hmm. don't know who is in their nope. their clutch. They don't know where mama chameleon is. Like, no wonder they're is. scared of everything and everyone. I mean, of course, they don't know who they can trust. They can't trust they anyone. Are, they are solitary, individual mm-hmm. animals from day one. Absolutely. They're not dependent on their parents. They're not dependent on anyone but themselves. So why would it be in their DNA and their biology to, to form a pact yeah. or to form a bond? It is not, it is not to their benefit. It's not to their survival. Right. To their benefit is to be fearful, to be defensive, Mm -hmm. to be hesitant and fearful of things. And so people are like, oh, my chameleon hates me. I'm like, they don't hate you. They're just scared of you. They just don't trust you. Now, that being said, I do firmly believe that reptiles can bond. I use that term loosely. loosely. They can bond with humans. I have experienced this in so many incredible ways, but that bond is built on trust and recognition for me. Yeah, I do think they can recognize you. Absolutely. I mean, I've literally been in situations where like literally I'll be holding one of my reptiles and I'll have like friends around or something. And if my friends want to hold them or something like that, like, and my reptile will literally be like trying to get back to me because they recognize me and they know that I'm one they can trust. And I have seen in like homes, I have multiple people, right? Like families Mm -hmm. and stuff. Like, you know, one reptile will like, Love prefer the another wife, person not the husband yes, or something 100%. like that and i'm like okay that seems like there may mm-hmm. be something to it where they can recognize and i do think you can build trust over time yes. through you know feeding yes. them tree bugs and spending time by their enclosure and like mm-hmm. but to me that's still not love but that's where i i say i agree 100 percent. but i think that our human definition of love is not the same as a reptile's definition of love. So you think that's the equivalent or like the maximum that they can express? Yeah. So I personally think that forming a bond of trust with a reptile is first off one of like the most beautiful, special things you can ever experience. Like it is literally almost, it almost is, I would equate it to like getting a rescue dog who like is fearful of any and all people. Yes. And then they finally find humans that they yes, trust. That is, that is and a great comparison. It's, yep. it, and it's so special. And when that animal finally trusts you, I mean, you just feel so chosen and so special and it's an incredible bond. Especially because of the time yes. and effort you put that went so into it. It was not like it. they just showed up that way or like, hi. Oh yeah. Like my, my yellow anaconda Tarzan, I mean, I held him every day for over an hour for over a year. And like, that was so much time and work and commitment. You crack me up. Cause you're like, I got so lucky. I'm so lucky. Tarzan said, I was like, do you not remember? I put a ton of work into him. I know, I know, I know. You spent with him I know. and you're reaping the benefits. Of I just it, feel lucky. 
Oh yeah. It's just, it's just a feeling. But anyway, so my, my definition is that when, when I say that your reptiles don't love you, I don't mean that in like a really upsetting way. I just mean it in the sense that they don't love you the way that humans love it. Our definition of love is different. It's deeper, it's more emotional, and they don't have the capacity for that. But what they do have the capacity for is trust. So I equate a bond of trust with a reptile to like their version of love. Yeah. And what's the like anthropomorphize? Oh, anthropomorphism. Yeah, <laughs> I might have butchered that. Yeah. But when you when you project human emotions yes. onto and that happens so often. An animal and I see this all the time. And again, sorry guys, but I know Camille, so that's what my examples are gonna be. But there was a lady I was talking to and she's like, Oh my gosh, my Camila loves me. He comes out of his enclosure and wants to hang out with me all the time, right on my shoulder. And I was like, Oh, cool. And she wanted like an enclosure review. So I was like, send me a picture of your enclosure. And it was the most god awful oh, setup. It's like no and wonder he like, always wants out of the enclosure. Correct, correct. But our human emotion is when we that to love. love something or enjoy time with them, and, and then we seek it. it out. I'm like, but that's not. It's not it. That's not the case. In nope. fact, your enclosure was so poorly set up that the guy was like, "Get me out of mm-hmm. here!" Right. Yeah. So that's something. And coming from somebody who had a chameleon who was incredibly like affect, not necessarily affectionate. That's the wrong word, but all did really enjoy like Mm -hmm. coming out of the enclosure. And I had a great setup. I had all of those things. So I know that he genuinely he had learned. I believe that like when he would come out, he would get to go sit in the tree in the sun, and he would he equated me with good things, and that is a bond of trust. Yes, absolutely. And they are creatures of habit, right? So like, if you're giving them a hornworm every time you come by, I mean, this is conditioning one on one, right? You're training them. You're literally positive association. Mm -hmm. If I am good things, which is why Neptune cracks me up. He's a little feisty firecracker who's terrified of me. And I'm like, dude, I'm the person Ridiculous. that feeds you. Ridiculous. Oh like, my gosh. I've had him for five Anytime years. I go into your reptile room, Neptune literally like it, I, it it's the People most dramatic like guard dogs. I have a guard chameleon. Literally, like, intruder alert! Intruder alert! It's like you're like freaks out when I pet sit for her. It's wild because literally, I'll go in there and I'm like, dude, I'm just trying to feed you. I'm literally trying to give you sustenance. But I'm saying, <laughs> even me, who he sees, yeah, literally every day, yeah, like he has still not form the connection that like I'm the lady that feeds you and And that's like the whole point of why we want to have some of these hot takes I feel like because those are those things where it's like you you just need to understand that sometimes an animal is never going to form that bond of trust right right like you've had Neptune how long five Five years years? yeah and he still hasn't figured it out no (laughs) and and that's fine we just have this and like I said I love him to pieces, oh, absolutely. have poured my heart and soul oh, yeah. into him and have gone crumbs in yeah. return. Okay. But I'm okay with that. Right. I've made my peace yes. with it. And like I said earlier, going into reptiles, you should never go into it thinking that you can handle them all the time. Right. Or that. And like, I, honestly, I've actually gotten to the point where like some of my animals that I can't handle are some of my favorite to observe. Right. Like I love that experience. And there's just like this mutual respect yes. of like, Hey, I've built you a fabulous home mm-hmm. where you will thrive. And I get so much joy and fulfillment. Absolutely. Just seeing you 
Do your thing. I literally, that just fills my cup. Like I feel so good giving them an incredible environment for them to thrive in. Like that is just so special. And then watching them live their life in that is the coolest thing. And that's what people don't get. Mm Because when I say no reptiles don't love me, that well, why would you want to have one then? That drives me nuts when people will say that. Because I'll say that to people who aren't reptile people. Then they're like, well, why don't you, why do you even have one? That's stupid. And it's for what you just described and this is why we have this podcast guys so that we can create the space to talk about these things and so you can be listening and feel seen and be like they get it because your friends probably don't get it your family might not get it we've all experienced those situations where someone will say something like that they're like well then why do you even have them that's stupid like but like to truly see your animal thriving is like literally the most heartwarming feeling in the whole world i'll just sit in my reptile room and just like watch them exist (laughs) and just be a happy little clam right and so it's just like it it just it's the most rewarding thing so even though they may not love me i love them and that to me is enough and is is same a hundred percent i mean it's just there's so much there's so many other things that you can get out of these animals and enjoy with having these animals besides just affection absolutely Absolutely. So let us know your thoughts on this yeah. reptile mom. Tell me if you hate me after saying that. Hot take. Let me know. <laughs> yeah. We, we will have future hot takes in future episodes. Oh, yeah. This is this segment is not a one-time deal. It will be back. Yes. Yes. Very, very much looking forward to that. Is there anything else you're you're wanting to add? I feel like we pretty much I feel like we covered it. everything. No, I feel great. Cool, cool. Well, then I think, guys, that wraps up this episode yeah very excited we've got lots more in store in the next episode we're gonna be talking about uh hold on checking notes Mm, struggles with being a girl in the reptile hobby very excited for this one yes so this one's for the ladies i mean for my girlies you're also welcome to always welcome welcoming the dudes as well but we're here for the girlies yes (laughs) but i think it'd be helpful for guys to hear that perspective as well 100 percent. yeah you know so that's what we're going to be talking about in the next episode. And we're going to have our very first ranking segment, which we get to rank different things. So, so pumped. Be on the lookout for that. As always, you can follow us on social media at the Wild Type Podcast. Please. Be sure to subscribe. Yes. Stay tuned for those reviews and giveaways and everything else. And please leave us a review on whatever you're listening on. Yes. We welcome it. We appreciate it. And we appreciate you guys. Yes. Well, I think that's a wrap. Thank you guys so much for listening and watching as always. We will talk to you later, Reptile Girlies. See ya. Bye.